0: Which under-the-radar free agent signings by the New York Rangers could be dark horses to make the roster on opening night? We debate this and much more on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 870 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. I just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And so today, wanted to go ahead and look at some of the more under the radar free signings by the New York Rangers, they end up signing uh, 10 UFAs in total and we've already discussed some of the bigger names that the Rangers have brought in, uh, most notably Blake Wheeler, Jonathan Quick, Eric Gustafson, uh, Nick Bonino and Tyler Pitlick and I think looking at the 10 free agents. Again, those five that I just named, those are the ones that you can pretty much, uh, you know, pencil in to an opening night roster spot. I think all five of those guys are certainly going to be there. Uh, For the next, you know, handful of free agents, we're going to talk about three more in today's episode. We're going to be looking at guys that are a little bit more under the radar, come into the New York Rangers with uh, a little less hype, a little less fanfare. But, you know, we've seen in recent seasons, guys end up carving out bigger roles for themselves uh, than we thought that they were going to. I think this just this past season, Two excellent examples of that were both Jimmy Vesey as well as Ben Harper. Not that they were like superstar players for the Rangers, but again, much bigger roles than we ever thought that they would have. And maybe, you know, among these other New York Ranger free agents, the guys that are a little bit under the radar, maybe there's one or two in there as well. that end up playing, you know, more games, more minutes and just an overall bigger role for this team than you know we're currently anticipating, and it's only fair. You know they they bring in all these free agents. We got to give all of them you know their time in the spotlight. We got to uh, give them a fair trial here, give them a chance, and talk about what they bring to the table. And if they, like I said, could end up playing a bigger role for this blue shirts team, than perhaps we're currently anticipating. So I want to start today's episode again. We're gonna get to three different UFAs today. We're gonna start with Riley Nash, 34 year old center and right winger. Six foot one, hundred and seventy three pounds. He signs a two year deal with the Rangers that is worth seven hundred and seventy five thousand dollars per season, which is of course the league minimum. Uh, I know that you know some people when the signing was made, there were a couple of people throwing out the idea that you know maybe Riley Nash could end up being a Barclay Goodrow replacement if and when Barclay Goodrow gets traded. Uh, I don't really see it in that light. I mean, I, I see where that idea comes from because I think you know. They're kind of uh, uh, players of, of a similar, you know, style and a similar ilk and even a similar build. So, you know, both defense first kind of forward. So I get where the idea comes from. But you know, as far as Nash being Goodrow's replacement in the event of a Barclay-Goodrow trade, then you remember that uh, Nash did actually not play in the NHL at all this past season. So that might not be the best bet. Uh, there is one scenario where I think maybe Nash could emerge as a Barclay Goodrow replacement, and we'll get to that shortly. Uh, but first, you know, I just want to talk about Nash and his overall career path. He was drafted by the Oilers at number 21 overall in the first round all the way back in 2007. Uh, another journeyman alert here. The Rangers have brought in their fair share of journeymen this offseason uh, between... Pitlick and Bonino and Gustafson and now you can throw Nash in there too. A lot of journeyman players, a lot of guys who have bounced around the league a little bit. And in several cases, you know, these are guys that have had at least a decent amount of success in the NHL. It's just uh, a situation where, you know, none of them ever seem to stay with the same team for all that long. As far as Nash, you know, I mentioned that he was drafted number 21 by the Oilers, never actually ended up playing with the Edmonton Oilers. Uh he did play the first 5 years of his career with the Carolina Hurricanes, then he spent 2 years with the Boston Bruins three with the Columbus Blue Jackets, one with the Toronto Maple Leafs, although with the Leafs, it was interesting. He was traded there, uh, did not play any regular season games for the Leafs, ended up playing just two playoff games uh, while he was with Toronto, but that was it as far as his tenure with the Maple Leafs is concerned. Then played one season with the Jets or part of one season, part of one season with the Lightning, part of one season with the Arizona Coyotes. And those last three teams that I mentioned there, the Jets, the Lightning, and the Coyotes, he played for all three of them in the 2021 2022 season and then this past season the one that just went by spent all of it with the charlotte checkers of the ahl where he was actually an alternate captain uh for the checkers and for you know all these teams that i just mentioned all the the grand total of everything that he's done in his nhl career 627 career nhl games 63 goals 113 assists so 176 points in 627 games uh, his best season, I think you got to look at 2017, 2018. He was a member of the Boston Bruins at that time. Career-high, 15 goals. Career-high, 26 assists. Career-high, 41 points uh, during that season for Nash. Uh, also, as far as the rest of his career stats, a minus 11 overall. 13 minutes and 9 seconds of ice time per night. Has a success rate of 48.5% when it comes to face-offs. Uh, 320 block shots, 636 hits. 385 takeaways against only 134 giveaways. He's also played in 42 career uh, Stanley Cup playoff games, two goals and six assists in those games. I mentioned a second ago that, you know, some people were throwing out the idea of maybe Nash, you know, in one scenario or another could be a replacement for Barclay Goodrow. Again, the only way this becomes possible is if Barclay Goodrow is traded. Uh, Obviously there'd be no reason to replace Barclay Goodrow with riley nash uh goodrow listen he's the far better player of the two as we mentioned you know nash uh was not able to get back to the nhl this past season but the thing with goodrow he's also the far more expensive player at 3.64 million dollars per season uh so it is possible that the rangers uh you know they're they're keeping nash kind of on the back burner they've got him in their back pocket so to speak Um, If there's a situation where the Rangers feel like they have to trade Barkley Goodrow either now or during the season or the next offseason, remember, I said that Riley Nash ended up signing a two year deal with the Rangers. They see Nash as somebody that can maybe, maybe slot in and play a Barkley Goodrow type role. Again, he's not as good of a player as Goodrow, but they they do have some similarities. And it's possible, once again, that the Rangers uh, do see Nash as something of a Barkley Goodrow light. I I personally, you know, as far as if the Rangers trade Goodrow, you know, the options that they have to replace him. I'd like to see them aim a little bit higher than somebody that scored a grand total of two goals since the 2019-2020 season, which is what the case is for Riley Nash. Um, I understand that the budget is limited, but uh, hopefully in a scenario like that, you're looking at a spot where if Goodrill gets traded, maybe one of the the prospects is ready to go. But again, as organizational depth, which is what Nash seems to be, I think that's how the Rangers see him. Somebody that's probably going to spend more time in the AHL than the NHL. Uh, I think it's a fine signing. This kind of reminds me a little bit of the Rainers that last offseason when they signed Louis Domingue. They signed Louis Domingue to a two-year deal. Uh, he was obviously going to be behind Igor and Halak, but you've kind of got him in your back pocket. You've got somebody with some NHL experience. If there's a situation where you can't bring in another backup goalie, you're that strapped for cash, or you know, even somebody gets hurt, you have to call somebody up from the AHL, Domingue becomes an option, and I think that's part of the reason why uh, they gave Domingue two years is, you know, he, he just kind of provides organizational depth. Kind of a similar situation for Nash here. You keep him in the, in the fold for the next two seasons, and if something happens where you have to trade Goodrow or somebody gets injured or somebody's not playing well, you just need to plug Riley Nash into your lineup for, you know, three, four, five games. I think he can live with that, and I think he would do a decent job for you. Not somebody that's going to go out there and lose the game. You know, obviously a veteran has played more than 600 games in the NHL. So, yeah, I mean, for what this is, it's a fine signing. It's the league minimum. So even if you're not, like, overly enamored with this move, I I don't see how you can really get that mad at it either. Uh, You have to fill out your roster and uh, your AHL roster as well, one way or another, and you've got somebody here uh, again, veteran player, more than 600 games, making the league minimum. So it's fine. Um, I did mention though, that he played for the Jets, Lightning and Coyotes in 2021, 2022. The reason for that is because he was actually weighed by all three of those teams. Um, so obviously it didn't go that great. The last, you know, full season that he spent in the NHL, but uh, Nash has also played 83 games in the AHL over the last two years combined. And in that time, 34 goals and 43 assists. So a point machine is Nash in the AHL. 77 points in 83 AHL games over the last two years. So if nothing else, and I've kind of been alluding to this, you know, kind of throughout this uh, section while we talk about Nash, uh, should be a nice addition to the Hartford Wolfpack. Somebody that should go in there, uh, possibly be in a top six role, could quite likely be in a top six role for the hartford Wolfpack, and again he'll he'll get some consideration i think if uh he plays well there and if the rangers have an injury or two or whatever the case might be to potentially being called up uh to the nhl roster somebody that has um a reputation as being a solid defensive 5v5 forward uh, again not a superstar player but somebody that's not going to come in And, uh, you know, lose you the game if he just has to be the 12th forward for the New York Rangers on any particular night. And honestly, a Nash is like anybody else, you know, on the Ranger roster. They all deserve a chance, you know, and we'll get that during uh, the preseason and training camp and all that good stuff. Everybody deserves a chance. Put their best foot forward. Uh, Obviously, he's a roster long shot, but he deserves a chance uh, to compete for that roster spot just like anybody else. Uh, We're going to keep everything rolling in just a second. I want to talk about uh, a guy who has a great underdog story, Alex Belzio. We're going to get to him in just a second. Another UFA signing by the New York Rangers, and uh, we will do that. But first, got to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I use AG1 literally every day. I gave it a try because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. And I wanted to see what all the hype was about. I drink it every morning before work, before doing pretty much anything just makes me feel awake and alert and just ready to go and uh, take on the day and record the next episode of locked on New York Rangers. And yeah, it's been awesome. I've been on it for a little over a year now, I believe we're up to about 15 months and uh, it's awesome. It tastes great. Uh, It makes me feel great as well. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies and a huge part of that, Starts with optimizing whole body health. A lot of them also drink AG1, and that's part of the reason why I'm a huge fan. With every daily serving, I'm setting myself up for success with 75 high-quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients and support energy, focus, strength, and clarity. It's a microhabit that delivers macro benefits and helps just about everybody take great care of their health every day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network and check it out. We just want to go ahead and thank everybody, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and for the everydayers, uh, definitely stick around. Going to just keep our eye on all things New York Rangers. We've got Alexi LaFreniere and Keandre Miller, as of this recording, still needing new contracts. Going to talk about the rest of the free agents, the rest of the Ranger draft class as well. Start looking forward to Opening night, maybe do like an opening night roster projection at some point. Going to line up some guests for you guys as well. A lot of fun things happening uh, here on Locked On New York Rangers. But for right now, let's point the uh, free agent spotlight at Mr. Alex Belzeal. And... I wasn't really sure of the pronunciation of his last name. It's interesting because when we did our live episode during uh, the beginning of NHL free agency, that was a ton of fun. We'll mix in some more live episodes from time to time, and maybe some post-game live episodes this upcoming season. But when we did that, you know, we kind of knew that the Rangers were going to get quick. And then uh, we found out altogether that they were also going to sign Blake Wheeler. And then uh, Alex Belziel was signed right before we signed off, and I talked about him a little bit. I had never really heard of him, and uh, there's a pretty good reason for that. Uh, Belzeal, a 31-year-old center and right winger, uh, six feet tall, 195 pounds. He was, again, one of the 10 free the Rangers signed, an unrestricted free agency, one of only two, along with Nash, to get a two-year deal. Everybody else got a one-year deal. But I mentioned a second ago that Um, you know, obviously an underdog story. And, you know, I hadn't really heard of him when I saw that the Rangers had signed him. And uh, very easy, once again, to see why that would be the case. Uh, He has only played 44 career NHL games to date, despite being 31 years old. Did not make his NHL debut until four seasons ago at the age of 28 in the Stanley Cup playoffs with the Montreal Canadiens. So that is a heck of a way uh, to make your NHL debut. Uh, And again, for somebody that went undrafted, Guy that's very easy to root for. I mean, you talk about sticking with it. This guy had to go through it all. I mean, listen to his career path here. It really is something uh, to behold. He started out with the ECHL's Gwinnett Gladiators. This is all the way back in 2012, 2013. So more than 10 years ago. And played for five different ECHL teams. Five different ECHL. And for anybody not familiar with the ECHL, a lot of you guys have probably heard of it, I'm sure. But um, it is the level below the AHL. Uh, Played for five different ECHL teams was never with any of those five teams for longer than one season. So moving all over the place, bouncing around uh, the league that, you know, is two steps away, but two very big steps away from the NHL. Uh, Obviously, somebody who did his time in the AHL as well, played for three different AHL teams, finally made his debut once again for the Montreal Canadiens in the playoffs in 2019-2020, played six games with them during that run and got an assist. Uh, And then over the past three years, he has played an additional 44 regular season games with the Montreal Canadiens, uh, six goals and nine assists in that time. 31 of those 44 games occurred in this most recent season, last season, in which he had six goals and eight assists. So pretty much all of his points, you know, save for uh, one regular season assist and one playoff assist that occurred before this past season. Uh, as far as the career stats, we added all together uh, the rest of his career stats. He's a minus one. He has averaged 11 minutes and 38 seconds of ice time per night has won 47.2% of his face-offs, 46 hits, 27 block shots, 12 takeaways against 19 giveaways, and uh, obviously career highs across the board this past season and did not score his first NHL goal until this past season when I believe he was 31 Could not have been any younger than 30. So, uh, again, just a really cool story. Somebody that obviously stuck with it uh, a long time and hung in there and continued to basically just kind of climb the ladder and grind and scratch and claw his way to the NHL. And he's gotten here. uh, He's at least played, you know, a handful of games with the Montreal Canadiens. This past season, he was also captain of uh, the AHL's Laval Rocket. And he was also the Canadiens nominee for the Bill Masterson Trophy. Every team in the NHL nominates one of its players. For this award, it goes to the NHL player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. And yes, I would totally agree with that. When you go, you know, bouncing from ECHL team to ECHL team, not debuting until your late 20s, not scoring your first goal until you're in your 30s. Yeah, I think that uh, that certainly um, is appropriate that he was nominated for that award. It sounds like a high character player and a high character signing for the Rangers. Uh, I'm intrigued by this signing for sure. Again, it's very easy to root for, you know, somebody that uh took obviously a very long, rocky, winding, narrow path to get to the NHL and uh good for him for making it. I would imagine he starts this season with the Hartford Wolfpack, but again, you never know for sure. We've talked about this uh on and on on this podcast. Guys surprise us they end up having bigger roles than we expected, it can always happen. And uh, we'll see what Belzeal can do. And as far as his name pronunciation, uh, I've heard a couple of different pronunciations, you know, watching some videos on YouTube. I will do what I always do. And I will defer to Sam Rosen. For right now, I'm going to go with Belzeal because that's what I heard more often than anything else. But uh, if he does make the Rangers, if he's on the Rangers at any point this season, I'm going to go with whatever Sam goes with. And that's how we're going to pronounce his name on here uh, going forward. But Again, you know, very easy player to root for. And, you know, there's two sides to this because I don't want to see, you know, guys like Will Cooley, Brent Hoffman, uh, obviously big prospects for the Rangers. I don't want to see them blocked as far as their path to the New York Rangers because we've got Alex Belziel in the way. Uh, But again, by that same token, I mean, to begin with, I don't hate the idea of Cooley and Offman beginning the season in the AHL. You know, Better better to call them up a little bit too late than a little bit too early and kind of mess with their development. Uh, Offman, I think, could use some games in the AHL probably before he jumps to the NHL. And Cooley played a couple of games with the Rangers last year, um, but probably best for him to start in the AHL as well. Um, So we'll see. I mean, again, I, I don't want that to go on all season where, you know, Belzeal or Nash or any of these other journeyman free agents are blocking the path for you know high upside prospects for the Rangers. But again, Belzeal, just like Nash, just like everybody else that the Rangers have brought in, uh, they all deserve a chance to compete for a job on the opening night roster. Belzeal will get his chance. And, um, you know, again, if he ends up playing in the AHL, obviously, look, he captained his AHL team last season. Uh, somebody that I think brings some leadership and uh, obviously persevered throughout his career. So again, I think this is a really nice signing for the New York Rangers. Um, it's not the kind of signing that's going to make or break your franchise. You wouldn't think, but uh, again, for what this is, it's fine. It's a good signing. Uh, I'm intrigued by his story and we'll see how it goes. Uh, moving forward. We got one more, uh, UFA signing to talk about today. We're going to do that in just a second. And that player is going to be defenseman, 26 year old Connor Mackey. And, uh, we will do that in just a second, but first. Got to let everybody know today's episode of locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good, and their bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg to give you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts. They're made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches, so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keep you cool and dry all day long. Go to BirdDogs.com slash LockedOnNHL or enter promo code LockedOnNHL for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's BirdDogs.com slash LockedOnNHL or promo code NHL for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. All right, let's go ahead and keep everything rolling. We got one more UFA to talk about in uh, today's episode as far as uh, UFA signings by the New York Rangers, and that would be 26-year-old defenseman Connor Mackey, 6'2", 200 pounds. He is a lefty defenseman. Let's get this out of the way real quick. I could not have been the only person that heard uh, Connor Mackey, that last name, and immediately thought of South Park, right? There's got to be a couple other South Park fans. If you know, you know. Um, obviously there's a character in South Park that, uh, is very popular with the fans and South Park being my all-time favorite show that immediately sprang to mind. So even if Connor Mackey, uh, never makes a huge impact with the Rangers, we can do some South Park references on here, uh, from time to time. But yeah, I mean, if if we're going to be honest here, the name really did not ring a bell, um, when the Rangers signed him, uh, that's mostly because Mackey has played just 39 career NHL games, uh, between the Flames and and the Coyotes. He was undrafted. So again, props, any undrafted player that makes it to the NHL, you got to give them credit. It's obviously not an easy thing to do. Uh, he attended Flames Prospect Camp in 2017, before the start of his college career. And then in 2018, he attended the Sabres Prospect Camp. Uh, he went undrafted, but he played very well at Minnesota State. Uh, this led to him actually being Frank Cervelli's, uh from TSN, Frank Saravelli, his top-ranked, uh, college free agent on the market. So there actually was some interest for a player that went undrafted. A couple of different teams uh, showed some interest in Mackie. He ends up signing a one-year ELC with the Flames for 2020-2021. Uh, Practice actually with the Flames during the bubble playoffs, the, the COVID year where everybody was in the bubble. Uh, and then finally made his NHL debut in 2021. Played parts of three seasons with the Calgary Flames. Was then traded from the Flames to the Coyotes this past season. Played 20 games with the Coyotes. Uh, Actually did not play at all in the AHL this past year. He was often a healthy scratch for both the Flames and the Coyotes, but he did spend the entire season in the NHL, and uh, we'll see what the future holds for Mackey with the Rangers. But in his career, 39 games, you're looking at four goals, seven assists. So 11 points in 39 games. He's also a minus two, has averaged 14 minutes and two seconds of ice time per night, uh, 30 block shots, 73 hits, six takeaways against 24 giveaways, uh, Mackie for what it's worth also played for the United States at the world championships in both 2021 and 2023, uh, won a bronze medal in 2021, uh, has put up, uh, the one thing about him that kind of stands out, he has put up a decent amount of points pretty much everywhere he's played, whether we're talking about the USHL, uh, his college career at Minnesota state, the AHL with the Stockton heat. And honestly, even at the NHL for, for somebody that uh, was undrafted, doesn't get a ton of ice time. And... You know, hasn't even really played for great teams. Eleven points in thirty-nine games for somebody that's completely unheard of. I mean, that's that's not bad at all. Um, again, it's kind of the same deal here, where I kind of see Mackey's organizational depth. Get the feeling that he'll probably start this season with the Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, he was an AHL All-Star in 2021, so I would imagine he'll have a pretty big role when it comes to Hartford Wolfpack, possibly even on the top pair. Uh, for the pack, we shall see. Um, again, it's just a depth signing for the Rangers as are pretty much all three of these moves, but I think they're all solid. There's something you can find to like about all three of the players that we discussed in today's episode. Um, I think they all bring at least something somewhat unique to the table, somewhat useful to the table. And, um, again, I would imagine all three start with the Hartford Wolfpack, but again, they all deserve their chance to compete for a spot on the opening night roster, just like everybody else does. So we will see what happens there. I also want to mention, uh, Sahil... Panwar, he just signed a one-year deal with the Hartford Wolfpack. And I talked about him briefly in an episode earlier this week, but we kind of had to just, you know, rush through it at the end of the episode and I didn't really have a whole lot of time. Um, So I want to spend at least a couple of minutes talking about him here today. Uh, He is a center and left winger. Once again, a one-year deal with the Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, It is a standard one-year AHL contract. Panwar is 21 years old. He is six feet tall, 185 pounds. He finished his junior career in 2022 2023. He has played in 199 career OHL games with the London Knights, the Flint Firebirds, the Peterborough Peets, and the Hamilton Bulldogs. And in those 199 games, he has 54 goals and 70 assists for a total of 124 points. He was at the Ranger Development Camp just a week or two ago, and that's pretty much how he forced his way onto the Hartford Wolfpack roster. It was a strong showing there, Uh, was one of the standout players just in general at that camp. But uh, the, the consensus, you know, from everybody that attended all the beat writers and everything, uh, that attended the rookie camp, as far as undrafted players goes, uh, it sounds like you know, Penwar was pretty much head and shoulders above the rest, was very noticeable, was out there with a purpose and made it happen. And, uh, good for him, you know, he's got four days to impress the Ranger, you know, decision makers, the coaching staff, and everything, and uh, put his best foot forward. And he did that, and he's rewarded once again with a uh, one year contract with the Hartford Wolfpack. Now, just one step away from potentially playing in the NHL. It's hard to find a ton of info because obviously this is not somebody that was, um, you know, tremendously highly thought of going into the draft and not somebody that was going to go in the first round or the second round, the third round or anything like that. Um, But again, it sounds like he was one of the standouts in that rookie camp did enough to uh, earn a contract here and good for him for doing that. We'll keep an eye on him as we will all the other Hartford Wolfpack players and all the other, Ranger draftees and, and prospects and all that good stuff. We'll keep an eye on all those guys uh, throughout the entire season. Figure we could pretty much call it there for today. Uh, I did want to mention, though, another call for you guys. If you can remember who you were with and how you celebrated and, and just what the situation was uh, nine years ago, if you can believe that, when Derek Stepon, or I guess eight years ago, eight and a half years ago, when Derek Stepon scored in game seven in overtime against the Washington Capitals. We did an episode similar to this. Uh, last off season where you guys send in your Artemi Panarin stories. I want to go back in time even further. Uh, I want to hear your stories about, you know, everything that happened and who you're with and all that good stuff. When Derek Stepon scored in overtime, I've heard from a couple of you guys. I would love to get a couple more. We can do an episode or two about that a little bit deeper into the off season. And uh, that's always a lot of fun. Just kind of sharing other experiences from other Ranger fans and just having a lot of fun with it uh, here on locked on New York Rangers. So we'll have that to look forward to Uh, no other Ranger free agents have signed. Uh, it's interesting because a couple of players signed very early the first 24 or 48 hours of free agency. Uh, Mikola, Carpenter, Gettinger, Callie Nook, and Lockwood all signed very early in free agency, and they're all playing with different teams now. But now we're kind of at a standstill as far as other Ranger free agents. And, and the three most notable Ranger UFAs for sure are uh, Tarasenko, Kane, and Mott. Uh, so for any of you holding out hope that one of those players might be back, you know, hope is still alive because none of them have signed with anybody. Um, I I wouldn't really bet on any of them being back, but you never know for sure. And uh, we'll see how the whole thing shakes out. As far as the RFAs are concerned, I mentioned them very briefly earlier in today's episode, but there's a couple of them, obviously most notable Alexi Lafreniere and Keandre Miller. So yeah, we'll keep our eyes on that. You got to think new contracts are probably coming for uh, both of those players, hopefully in the near future here. And also an announcement, Locked On NHL, all Locked On NHL podcasts, including Locked On New York Rangers, are going to be dropping down to three shows per week beginning next week. And this is only very temporary. Uh, They only do this for a small portion of the offseason every year. It's the same with every sport. You know, at times, the NFL, Locked On NFL podcast will drop down to three episodes. Same for MLB, same for NBA, college, the whole nine yards. Um, so we will be doing that. It'll be just three episodes, but it doesn't last very long. I want to say it's only about like a five or six week window, and we'll be right back to five episodes per week, of course, giving you guys uh your team every day. So uh yeah, just wanted to let everybody know about that. I figure we can call it there for today. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to locked on nyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is locked on nyrangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well at l-o underscore ny underscore rangers. Once again, this at lo underscore ny underscore rangers and definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.